0: This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe
1: yeah, me. Yeah, Blessing yeah, when the land is more committed. yeah, yeah, yeah As long to see yeah, yeah, me. Blessing yeah, when the land is more cometsy.
0: Well, hello again, and thanks for listening to this episode, number 34 of the season of ShrimpNet. Um, And while it may have been a a quiet week uh, off the park and on it, uh, our fate has become a little clearer. (laughs) Uh, Yet again, it's amazingly four games left, still in our own hands, and we'll discuss exactly what's going on. Um, Just a little heads up, uh, last week, obviously, uh, it was just myself and Joel. It's the same again uh today for the simple fact that uh, obviously last year it wasn't a good time for the club with the the staff and players uh not being paid uh so we didn't feel it was appropriate for anybody to actually come on from the club and um the situation hasn't well it has changed because obviously they did get paid but um there are still ongoing situations uh off the field uh which we're not privy to but all we do know is that um you know we, we felt Uh, It was not really right to bring people on from the club. But that frees us up to talk about the positive things and the negative things that happened against uh, over the Easter holidays. And also uh, look forward to four cup finals, Joel. (laughs) Yeah, four
1: quite big ones left, aren't there? I mean, yeah, well, I mean, it's tough. You say it's in our own hands. It's it's not entirely in our own hands. Uh, I think we are going to have to, even if we win all four games, we're going to have to rely on things yeah. going pretty luckily in our fashion given the last few fixtures as teams playing each other so inevitably some of them are somebody, going to has, get to get, somebody has to get yeah. points yeah. somebody has to get points unless they just draw them all and that'll kind of be helpful but who knows but at the end they all we can do is just try our best to win these last four games and pray for something miraculous to happen and who
0: knows where the things have happened so why not <laughs> I like your positivity <laughs> so we'll start with Plymouth good Friday Plymouth um, <laughs> We, it, the first time we got in their half, we scored. We had two, We had three minutes. Of, well, two, two, and two minutes, forty-five minutes of pressure where we hadn't really got in their half. And then the first time we did, uh, a look absolutely perfect through ball from Danny Crowley and Jensen Weir did what he does best, kept his cool, slid it under the keeper, in off the post, one nil up. And I was like, "Oh, here we go, here we go," and uh, we did pretty well up till time didn't we?
1: Yeah, I think. It, it just, I th- it it. I think we delivered what I, what I want to see us deliver at home against a, a good side. In that we were kind of snappy and we made it hard for them. Obviously there were moments when Plymouth had a little bit of danger, but you know what? I I can't in that first half especially. I can't remember too many clear cut chances aside from the header from the corner that then led to our goal. That we yeah, it right. down and then and then we got it up the pitch quickly. I mean, interestingly enough, I don't know if anybody's been keeping up with a. Uh, Results on Easter Monday as well from elsewhere in League One, but Plymouth obviously lost at home 2-0 to Lincoln. Uh Lincoln are kind of the giant killers of League One this season. Uh they've done really, really well against the top sides. Uh their they're opening apparently they got battered for the first 15-20 oh, minutes, and then their opening goal was a counter-attack from a Plymouth corner. Sure. So maybe yeah, that's they maybe fun. that's something that Derek and uh, Mark Kennedy, Lincoln's manager, both spotted. Maybe it's something that we did and then uh and then mark kennedy looked at it and thought wow look at what they did maybe we can do that as well uh for lincoln but, so but yeah we we have exploited that really well we've done really well on the break and yeah i think we more than held our own even into the second half to be honest i think it like i think they turned the pressure up a little bit in the second half as you kind of would have expected them to but before their goal the best chance was felder stockton uh taking that t- nice little nice little ball from Met, uh us, us feel it was Putting on yep. stopping through, he's took his touch nicely out of his feet. He's on the edge of the and area; it's opened up. And he shanked it. <laughs> yeah, he's just not quite got the connection didn't, he didn't really wants. It. I mean, it's kind of gone. I mean, it's gone towards goal. Good save. Yeah, it's, it's kind of gone towards the corner a bit, but it's not really the connection that he really wanted See? from that. Like, like, no. like he got against Forest Green, for example, when he scored that leg like, equaliser. It wasn't that. And then, obviously, Mayer... You know, we know what he's like. You know, very, very good footballer. He's, uh, as in uh, Danny Mayer, as in Plymouth, Danny Mayer. Yeah, Danny he's Mayer. And as soon as, he, soon as he came on, we
0: looked at, we looked at each other and went, oh, damn, I what know, a player yeah. to bring on. Uh, it, and the, the one thing you know about Danny Mayer is, is um, after watching him for Berry and watching him for Plymouth for all these years, he's a very, very good footballer and he twists and turns, but he does always favour his right foot. And that's the mistake we made on him because he twisted and turned, and we showed him inside. And when we did show him inside, God, he made us pay because that was a great finish, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those where you really want him to. You, you I think we maybe could have done a bit more to show him down that flank. He hasn't yeah. come inside, but what? But that happens sometimes. The way that players, you know, if they say you're a little bit of a dummy, maybe they get that room to go inside. But then you need to show that. I think maybe just show a little bit more intensity, just to think, right? This. No, <laughs> this guy's a player, you know. Let's yeah. let's really make sure he doesn't he, he doesn't get a, get a shot off. But he yeah, has done. And then from then on, even then after that, I think they've had a little spell. Uh, Ripley's made a couple a good save from the corner. Well, I don't think they were really knocking on the door that aggressively. They were they were pushing, and we were but we were defending pretty well. And aside from that, I don't really remember Ripley being tested a great deal until obviously uh, uh, Suare who it's so unfor- it's so frustrating and unfortunate because he, be- he moved my mouth of the match until... until it was, it was I think, brilliant. And exactly. to us, even in the whole context of the game, I think he probably was mouth of the match for us, but it just takes one error in a, in a dangerous area and...
0: Well, his, his first touch wasn't great and then it sort of hit both of his legs, didn't it? And he got it sort of, it went slightly behind him and then the guy robbed him. And then that's the the difference in the two sides on the day where at 1-0 up, we had that massive chance to make it 2-0 and it would have been I'm not saying it would have been game over but it had been very difficult for them to come back and then we make a mistake and a sign of a good side is when you make a mistake they punish you and they did and you'll be the same as me I have absolutely no complaints about the third goal we were in injury time. We pushed everybody forward. I had to put Connor up for the bloody corner as well, to be honest, because we needed something out of the game, and we got caught out exactly the same as way we caught them out in the first three minutes. And when they scored, they were celebrating like they won the World Cup. Fair enough. And yeah, they, they played pretty well, but um, I have no complaints. I thought I thought we played pretty well. I thought we battled hard. We had the two best chances. We scored one, and missed one, and then we've. It may have scored a great goal, no complaints, and the third, have no complaints because we we pushed everybody up for the corner. Yeah, and what at
1: that point, what's the difference between two, one, and
0: three? one exa- exactly. And yeah. it, you know, it'd have a, it had been we would have been a hero if we'd have got back to two apiece, but as it was, we lost three one. Uh, and I, I've I've no, you know, it, what disappointed me, and I'm, I'm honest here, and uh, maybe this is something to sort of like consider. You know, we'd fought really, really hard, and I agree with you. Suarez was absolutely fantastic. I thought Danny Crowley played really, really well. He had one of his better games where he was spraying passes around. I thought Donald Love did well, and I thought we looked we looked good on the flanks. I thought Adam Mayer did well when he came on, and you know, I thought yeah, we I can't really fault anybody. Uh, I thought you know um, Ryan Delaney came back in, did really well. So there was there were some good performances, and I actually felt a little bit down when Suarez made that mistake and the guy goes down the right hand side and crosses it and they score. And about two, 250, 300 people walked out of the home end. And I was I was really disappointed with that because I was like, yeah, okay, we're losing at home to Plymouth and you're disappointed. But, it, it, you know, it, you might be frustrated with the season and you might be frustrated with Suarez's mistake, but the game isn't over yet. But for, for all those people to walk away, I was like, I, I, I mean, this is me personally. I, I would question they're entitled to walk out. Of course they are. But from my point of view, I'm like, are you really a Morecambe fan? Two one down at home with ten minutes left? And you're walking out because you've just given a goal away. And that, that it just amazed me that. I just it was I and mean, I'm not critic I'm not critical of those people. I just I would never leave a game, you know, I've left. I can think I have probably left about two or three more games in my life early, and one of them was Gravesend when we were six nil down. <laughs> so I think, yeah. I, and, and I think another one was Boston when we were three nil down in the FA Cup. And I think you know I can't remember any other games I've left in all the years, and that's because I just think, well, I'll, I'll stay to the end. And credit, I'll turn it round for the positives. And there were quite a few people still left in the home end in the Abartegard at the final whistle. Who stood and applauded the players, and I was one of them, because they put a bloody shift in Joel. They put a bloody shift in, and I felt sorry for him.
1: Yeah, I, I, look, I mean, I kind of get it if we're two or three goals down or, or whatever, and uh, and and you leave with a few minutes to go. But when you've just gone two one behind. And there's, there's four minutes left. There's four minutes for stoppage time left to play. Yeah, it
0: was there's ten minutes. Yeah, I, I seen, mean I didn't know there was ten minutes, but there was yeah, ten minutes. And when, and there was, there was, so anything yeah, could
1: happened. We've all seen daft things happen. Uh, obviously yeah. the reference the time old classic uh crew uh all those years ago the four three. I it's football, and I I, I don't get leaving the leaving the game that early when it's hanging in the balance. I, I, personally, I, I struggle to turn myself away from games that are neutral. <laughs> there's, there's something in the, that I'm neutral for, but, and when there's something in the balance, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's strange. But like you say, I think the players did put in a really good shift. I think we did play really, really well. It's just, yeah, it's it's frustrating, because is it? I think if that performance comes in January, you say, oh, well, something to. It's a shame we managed to lose it, but." something yeah. to build on. Unfortunately, it's just, just that point in the season where, it, you know, that's not, that's not what we need anymore. It's, it's, we need the points and obviously, sadly, it's looking a bit more bleak, but it's good to see that the players are still fighting and, and, and trying to and work super hard to get every point that we can still get.
0: I mean, you know, again, no criticism of the people who walked out, you know, I get why you walked out because it was frustrating and it was annoying, but, and you know if we do get end up getting relegated and we said this last week it is because you know you always end up you always end up where you deserve to be in the league table nine times out of you know 99 times out of 100 you might you might end up sort of like 19th or 18th and be lucky that you're not in the the bottom four but the point being is you know it's our performances right across the season that have put, put us in this and there have been times when we have been critical even when we've had people on you know from the club whether it be the boardroom or players and what have you. And we have been critical, saying we were you know, and the players have said, no, we weren't good enough. You're right. And I didn't think I didn't think that was one of those games. I really didn't. I thought I thought you, you couldn't fault the effort, whether we were, you know, I mean, Plymouth, Plymouth brought, what did they bring, all five subs on? They did, didn't they?
1: Yeah, brought like some Mark, Barley Mumber on as well. Some really good players. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kossberg, well, I mean, he's if, very well this season. For God's
0: sake, if you can have Danny Mayer on the bloody bench, dear God, what a squad you've got. You Know yeah. he'd, he'd start, he'd start for me in any, any league one team. And and when he was at Berry, we were like, What's he doing in league two? What's he wasting his time in this league for? You know, because he is far, far too good. But I mean, that's just the way it is. But so, but moving on, we, we the positives from that, we, we we took the positives out of that and we went to Portsmouth at Fratton Park, 17,000 people. Credit to a, a, every single one of the 139 that, that made that journey. And I know, um. A couple of people took a, uh, you know, took trips down there and, and stayed overnight. Credit to you guys for doing that. That's absolutely brilliant. And credit to every single one of you that, that, that actually took the time to go. Um, we deserved, we deserved perhaps more than we got, but we have to thank Connor Ripley for getting us what we got as well, don't we, Joel, really?
1: Yeah, it was one hell of a save at the end, the way he kind of bored it back out when it looked like it was just creeping in the post, so... And, you know, they, you know, they always say to strikers or or whoever, really, head the ball downwards, it's hard for the keeper to save. It's a downwards header, it's just it's bouncing, it's hard to judge. That's why he's kind of had to reach back and claw it from behind him. And, yeah, it's a fantastic save. But like you say, a few minutes earlier, we've had the best chance of the game. And I think, you know, I feel for Taylor because he's just come back from injury. He's been out for yeah. the most of the season. It's come to when in his wrong foot. And to be honest, he had time just to take a quick touch, knock it onto his right and smash it across goal.
0: He did, oh, but he didn't he didn't know it, did he? So
1: you just yeah, in, in that moment, do you really when you're just coming back, he's had about five touches before this point, probably. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, is it really like when that ball comes to you in such a critical moment, then you've got a bloody wall of ports with fans in front of you? Are you thinking, right, Jay, just just knock it on your right and pop it across goal? Now you're just thinking, oh my god. So yeah. Get a touch, it, on, it. It, it, Get a touch but, on it. Put it in, you know. I know. you just. You, it's just all cool going so quickly, I imagine, at that time. So, yeah, it's a shame that we we, we we couldn't quite grab the winner there because that would have, you know, it would have set something up a little bit more for these last few weeks. But, yeah, it was a really good performance. It was our best away performance in as long as I can remember this season. And, yeah, it's. it's They've it, been few and far
0: between, haven't they? Let's yeah,
1: be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. They haven't, there haven't been many, many of that standard. And it's frustrating because. I've seen oh some real deft stuff on the on, on online about formations and uh, and and attacking intent. I mean, the truth is, we've we've tried all formation wise. We've tried all sorts. I know we went to a, we went to a back four on the Saturday, on the yeah against Portsmouth, and, but we've tried that before and it's it's worked sometimes and it worked it hasn't worked the other times. And we've tried a back three a lot and it's worked sometimes and the other times. And I think a lot of the issue has been balancing the side and having a defensive midfielder who can maybe allow those attacking players to get forward a bit more. And A, we haven't actually got a specialist who can do that. And the person who's stepping in is Gibson, who has done, for for the most part, a pretty damn good job, considering it's his first time this season actually going into that position. He's never played there before in his life, really. But yeah, we haven't really had a specialist there. Maybe somebody with experience who can pull the players around. But we've gone with Gibbo on Monday and I think he's had a good game. And he's yeah, I think he has just helped us to allow those four plays to maybe just do a little bit more in the final third and get up the pitch a bit. And I think you speak about attacking, I see a lot of things said about negative football and attacking intent. For most of the games this year, we've been playing a midfield three of Shaw, Weir and Crowley. Now, it absolutely blows my mind how anybody can look at those, that midfield and think, Oh, I think we're playing a bit negatively. Like yeah, it yeah. Baffled, it absolutely baffles me. I've I've never seen like I, I genuinely can't remember seeing a Morgan midfield that attacking, you know. I, under you know under under Jim Bentley, it was, you know, we had yeah, Drummond and Kenyon and Goodall anchoring. Obviously, before under Derek, we we had, you know, uh we had, we had Songo under Robbo last season. We kinda of, we had we had Tombs anchoring a bit more with his experience you know and yeah it's an incredibly attacking midfield and ultimately we've lacked balance in that midfield and I think that's, that's I think,
0: possibly been the reason for the downfall to be honest I think I think, that we've, I think it is you
1: know. and also the other reason I think is the loss of Kieran Phillips and, and the movement he provided in the final third yep. the way he pulled defences around the way he could link play as well the way he Bound spaces in the box. He was always the one looking to get on the end of crosses and balls into the area and three balls. And we've missed that. And I think we, you know, we we've we've hit we hit a really good groove with Phillips on the side around January. Phillips has gotten injured. I know we've we've had that good performance against Bristol Rovers, but I think you've got to take into account how daft Bristol Rovers are defending and the fact that they actually had quite a lot on the break and, and they should have scored more including the penalty. But and also, Dan Crowley had possibly the best performance I've ever witnessed in a welcome shirt. That kind of helps. <laughs> um, yeah, true. But uh, yeah. yeah but, so yeah. That, sorry, I've gone. On, I've gone on a bit there, but uh, there's lots of things like I get said about attacking intent. For some reason, I think we had we had that balance. I think Gibbo helped against Portsmouth, and then there was just an an air of intensity that we managed to conjure up that we yeah. haven't really managed to squeeze out of ourselves in a lot of other away games we've had recently. And I'm not I'm not sure exactly why. <laughs> I,
0: I, 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 have to, I have I have to say it, it it's we can laugh about it you know and we have to laugh about it because you know there's no point in feeling down about it. But if we'd have had the same intensity and same air of right, we need to get a job done here, we might not be in this position that we're in now. But and I, 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 it it is strange because if you look at the and and this has been touched on by. A couple of fans online. They're saying bizarrely, we've 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 um, we've absolutely battered Portsmouth at home, and we should have won five one, and we drew one all, and maybe could have sneaked to win there on on Monday, but didn't. And so we've actually taken two points when we might well have had six, which would have been useful, but. I've no complaints about the point. When I look look at the two saves that um, Connor made, I'm thinking, well, I'll, I'll take a point. And but obviously, you know, bearing in mind sat, sat watching it, you thought, well, Jake maybe could have done better with that. But it, as you said, he's maybe he touched it four or five times before he's got there, and he's only been on a short period of time. And it's easy to sit sit you know sit in the standard thing. Oh, he should have hit the target there. And yeah, maybe he should. But then again, there, guy. Thought he'd scored, he was celebrating. wasn't he when he headed it down, it was like Gordon yeah. Banks nineteen seventy, kind of getting down and pushing it away for a corner. It was a brilliant stop. So uh, and and that's what's been happening to us all season. That is in the fact that we've we've had the chances, missed them, and then the other t- team have scored.
1: Yeah, I mean, if to, to be brutally honest, I think we haven't created enough chances this season. We've, I, I, and and you just need to look at the numbers to tell you that, really. I you know actually defend this. Actually, we've we've created a reasonable
0: amount I think we've scored yeah, a fair few yeah, years yeah, but The thing the, the thing is, we've the, the problem that we've had is that uh Cole would be the first to admit his form's not been there. You know, the first half of the season his head wasn't right and he's not really recovered from that. And he's had a, shall we say an up and down time since then. Uh and Cole is our a main fulcrum in the attack. He wasn't, you know, when we played two up front with Kieran Phillips, yeah, fine. Um and as you said, we missed him. We missed him horribly, actually, to be honest, because we missed his pace and his quick feet and everything that you said. I agree with. But um, we've still, like we said, even the Plymouth game at one 0 we did create a beautiful. Osterfield put a nice ball into Cole. He took it well, and all he had to, he hit the target. Credit to him. But unfortunately, the Cole of last season would have absolutely buried that. It had been past the key before he knew what he was doing. And that could have changed the game, but it's all these ifs and buts now. We've got to look at the positives. We've got a point at, at Portsmouth. It could have been worse. It was. It, it, it still that might be nowhere near enough. But moving on, we've got we've got Wickham at home. Wickham have still got an outside chance. Um, and obviously they had a win on Saturday. They had a two 0 uh, win against Forest Green of all people. Uh, Forest Green had the chances and didn't take them. Again, it's uh, you know. That I, I looked at the highlights of that game and thought, well, that's good because Wickham, Wickham look like they're gonna they're gonna will come and have a go because they need three points, and that might actually suit us. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think I've, I, there's been a lot of complaints about uh, how we fared against some of the sides around us. And I don't think the record's quite as bad as some people like to make it out. We beat Burton five nil. We beat Accrington. Uh, we beat Forest Green away. Uh, you know, we should have done better against Cambridge. I think, but. It's not been so bad. We beat Cheltenham, obviously, in January as well. But I think ultimately, we've we've seen when Derek's had, had had a side really ticking with us. It's generally been about letting the other team have possession and being able to counter them. And we found a really good way of, despite being the position that we were in the table when we were in the in League Two, we still found a way of managing to do that this season against the sides that are around us. Sometimes. We haven't really managed to find a way to use that counter-attacking game that we we tend to be so good at under Derek, and we I think all the teams have managed to put the onus on us to try and break them down. and I don't think. That's yeah, ch- that did it wonderfully at Woden yeah. Road, and that, yeah, their place did it fantastically. Forrest Green did a fantastic job of it uh, at the mizuma a few months ago, so. Uh, Lincoln, when they took the lead against us, they they're 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 pretty much the best side in the league. At at saying, yeah, come on to us, break us down. Yeah, what have you got? Yeah, yeah, we 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 struggled a lot, and yeah, well, like you say, Wickham coming here. I know that I think they're trying to shift towards a slightly more possession based approach under Matt Bloomfield. I need to see obviously, but looking at a little few of the numbers, it looks like they might be trying to do that a bit. like you say, they're going to want the three points. Then they've got they've got pretty faint hopes, but hopes nonetheless and Derby are dropping off, Bolton have wobbled in the league despite the Papa John's win, so there might be a bit of a spot opening up and you'd like to think that that might give us a few chances on the break. I mean, we've already seen against Plymouth how you know, we've created a little bit on the break and obviously Wickham aren't as good as Plymouth, simply put. Uh, our home game against Bolton Again, we that's the most dangerous. We looked in ages. Yeah, there was a team that we could kind of snap at in midfield and then hit them on the break, and maybe that will maybe that will give us a few chances to uh, to have you know to catch to catch out Wickham in the way that we might uh, in the way that we like to. But yeah, you never really know until you see him. But hopefully, we 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 will be able to kind of have that intensity and be able to counter on them and create those chances.
0: And I, and I think looking at we've got four games left um it's fair to say it is four cup finals isn't it and i said that in the in the opening gambit because it is all we've got to do is we've got to keep our season alive by we've got to, we've got it we, you know there's no ifs and buts we have to beat wickham we have to beat wickham we have to get three points against wickham to stand any chance of going into the last three games with any chance of still being in this division next year and if we don't, we might well not be down because other results could go for us, and we might live to fight another day. But we still need to get something from the Wicking game to try and ensure that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're we're at the point now. I guess where we're kind of towing the line between mathematic mathematically down and you know basically down, and and you know it's a pretty fine line at the moment. Obviously, I think Forest Green. I think they're they're pretty much on they're pretty much on the precipice, and obviously they're not going to turn it around, are they? Uh, I, think, I, think, I think from what I'm looking at now, I think they could be down Saturday if they don't win. I I think I think very much so. Yeah, I think I think that's what I've kind of gathered. But yeah, yeah at the end of the day, if we get 12 points, we'll finish on 47 points. I think if you'd asked me a few months ago, I would have said I reckon 47 probably does it. I.
0: It Given what we survived with last year,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know we exactly. were like 41 would have kept you up last year, yeah, I exactly. We would stay up with 40 on goal difference, but uh, uh I, I, think, I think it will be more than last year, obviously. Well, it has to be because looking at the points totals around us, it will be more than last year, unless us, Cambridge, and uh, Accrington lose all our remaining games, uh, which, which is possible, I then. guess it's possible, yeah, <laughs> but uh, then on the but I think it's going to be not that much higher. I'd be surprised if it was much higher than 45. At the same time, there's a few crunch fixtures towards the end of the season between Accrington and Oxford, etc. And, and a couple of the teams have got Forest Green, who, who knows, maybe they'll get a little, little knee lease of life when, they, when they're when they relegated and then the pressure comes off them and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be tight, even if we get... If we pull out four wins in the bag and get forty-seven points, it's going to be pretty tight.
0: I think. Yeah, I agree. Might be yeah. So, I mean, we we've, we've spoken about Wickham on Saturday. Um, The only the crumb of comfort that I'm taking from the final three games, obviously Charlton away, um Lincoln at home, and then Exeter away the day after the uh, coronation of uh, King Charles. It, it, you're looking at those three and they've got absolutely nothing to play for. They've got nothing to play for now, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, we say that, looking, looking they have got nothing to play for, but then they've just gone and beaten away. Uh, beaten Plymouth, away. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, maybe... The, uh, so, you know, you, I think mean, I say this every week, you can, you can toss about the dynamics and the... Uh, yeah, the dynamics of it and y- y- your pseudo-psychology predictions and... Uh, <laughs> You know about oh you know maybe the pressure's off Lincoln they'll play really well or maybe the pressure's off Lincoln they won't care you know just you you can drag yourself mental just thinking about all these things but oh, you just you just
0: don't know what who's going to turn up on the day really and I mean we, it we it's quite possible I mean it was a strange one because obviously we were playing results we were beating Plymouth. Uh, one nil at half time, and all the results were going, you know, they were going against us because everybody was doing pretty well apart, and we were doing as well as well. And so that could happen Saturday. We could we could Dick Wickham five nil, and everybody else, came and everybody else wins. And you like you like well, that was a bleeding fat lot of use, wasn't it? But there you go.
1: No, so. exactly. It's just it's it's very annoying uh, when that kind of thing happens. You know, it's just. Yeah, and especially when you, especially when you, I don't know if anybody's watched the, the Accrington Port Vale highlights, but oh, especially God. when, uh, yeah, Accrington's first goal is what it is. If anybody's not seen it, uh, I think an Accrington player just kind of on the turn lobs a hopeful ball into the area, spoons it, it's going straight towards the keeper's arms, and he just fumbles it into his own net. And it's just like, yeah. oh, for God's sake. They've had a little, they've had a bit of luck against Port Vale this season, Accrington, with the, uh, the handball yeah. on the line, instantly. Ball well, on the
0: line, yeah, very much so. Yeah. It's like that's why I was waving. I was like the handball. It was like, oh
1: god. Yeah, there was that. But then, yeah, and then, then then the keepers dropped it into his own net on Easter yeah. Friday. So you know, I,
0: think, I tell you what, it'd be absolutely lovely if anybody's anybody from Charlton or Lincoln or Exeter could do the same. That'd be lovely. Yeah,
1: well, I mean. actually, Wickham's keeper. I think Wickham's keeper is basically rated is up there with Connor Ripley. Uh, looking at his numbers and just speaking to a few people about him, he's rated as. Up there with Ripley for the best shot stopper in the league, but if he just fancies taking a day off, then uh, yeah,
0: good. these are the strolls that we're clutching out here at <laughs> Tim's Towers. I know, day yeah, we're,
1: we're trying, we're definitely trying to cling on to something, but yeah, I think, it, yeah, it's going to take four pretty damn big performances, and it's possible, I guess, we'll just have to, you know, but just stick behind the lads. They've, you know, they've given their all this season. They've not always. It's not always been enough. You know, have always, no. always been the best, but they, they've worked dead hard and keep backing them, you know, because that's, yeah, that's the club we are, isn't it? Yeah, we keep backing people and yeah, hopefully they'll like pull something miraculous out of the bag.
0: And like I said, there are there are a million and one conundrums which we could talk about off the field with uh nobody knows what's going on with Saab, Jo Hal. Uh, nobody knows what's going on with that. Nobody knows when, what's went on with um, obviously the the players not players and staff not being paid last week, etc., etc. And nobody knows, you know, what's going to happen. Are we going to keep Derek? Are we going to be in this division? Are we going to be in League Two? There's so many imponderables. It's almost it's almost mind bending, isn't it? Really, because we're just we just seem like um, there's so much in a state of flux. And the one thing that, that will happen is that it'll probably most of these things will be tidied up by uh, another month's time because we'll know our fate and what division we're in. And then hopefully we'll be in a situation where we'll know who the owners are, whether it be old or new. And then decisions are going to have to be made because um, it, it's easy for us to sit here and say things like, oh, you know, uh, you know, I wonder how much the season tickets are going to be next year. We've got bigger fish to fry than things like that at the moment, haven't we, all.
1: Yeah, I mean that—that's the thing. You know what we—we we, we can deliberate what uh, division we're going to be in, who's what players we're going to have, etc., and, and who the manager might be, in, and, and all that. But at the end of the day, like you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of somewhat immaterial in comparison to the, uh, and to the, the ownership situation. And wherever we are, it's going to be tough It's not if it's not resolved. Hopefully, that can be done soon. It's been frustrating and how long it's taken. But I say you just got to keep your fingers crossed for a positive conclusion. And then once that happens, you know, and we will find out obviously soon enough what division we're going to be in next season. And then you just, you know, hope that things are in a position and, and resolved well enough for. Derek and Greg to be able to have a strong idea of what their budget is for next season, what 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 our goals need to be, and, and how they need to recruit. Because ultimately, we, we this season, I think has been made difficult by the off-field saga, and we don't want that to carry into next season, what what either division we may be in. So, I think we. Just
0: you, should... you look at you look at um, the the situation with Scunthorpe, yeah, and uh, no, they they were. Uh, not that long ago, probably, I don't know, maybe 10 years they got out of the League Two into League One. Well, they were in uh, the Championship for a bit, weren't they? Well, they were, yeah, they, Gary Thompson. They, yeah. they, Gary they, won,
1: Thompson, the, they won the verge of returning in like 2017 or something
0: loud like that. Yeah, exactly. So they were in the Championship um, and Gary Thompson was at Wembley with them, et cetera, et cetera, and you, quite, you can't believe where they are now. Because that's it. That's you know they've 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 got relegated really out of the conference and they're in Conference North and that's that's just crazy. It's just it, you know it's it just shows you, it, you know, if you have, it shows you how the the ownership of a football club can affect how it performs overall. Because you need stability, don't you? You do need stability.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it it, it kind of becomes like obviously the, there's there's Making funds available to recruit a, a decent caliber of player and squad. But ultimately, I think, like you say, the, the mood of the place kind of seeps around. And I think you it do was, get yeah. some clubs that you just feel ha- ha- have a downward trajectory. And I remember Scunthorpe, obviously, uh, South End a few years ago. That, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously, they're, they're kind of resuscitating themselves a bit now in, in, in the National League. But, you know, it's been a bit of a drop off for them. Yeah. You know, from from League One to the National League, pretty pretty sharpish. Chesterfield, you know, yeah. they, they had just—I I don't even know if it was was it ownership issues. I'm not too sure, but something just really seemed to take hold of the club. And uh, it was it was ownership issues. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then they've dropped in from being a solid, you know, a yo-yo club between League One and League Two, to you know. I think maybe in the next few years once uh, the National League finally gets rid of Notts County and Wrexham they've <laughs> a window might open up for a Chesterfield to get promoted but you know they've been kind of rebuilding things again and yeah it, that's the thing I know that this season has been frustrating and it has been affected by things on the flip side it's not the end it's one season if we can rec- if things can be rectified and some if we can if the the ownership situation is able to be resolved in a positive fashion then there's there's no reason why we can't kick on positively from whatever league we're in next season. And hopefully we are able to do that.
0: I think the only thing that we could all hope, and I think we all agree on it, is the fact that we're going to Exeter on uh, uh, Maybank holiday weekend and that we've still got something to play for because as it stands now, it, it's, you know, it's, shall we say it, it's looking improbable, but it's not impossible. Um But, if we were to go to Exeter and and think, well, if we can get something today and we we, we might stay up, um, I think that's probably the best we can hope for, is it, John?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I think on the pitch, you, you, I mean, on the pitch-wise, you can only really look short-term from the games ahead and just hope for something mad to happen in these last few games and, and, and the players to pull something out of the pad because you know they're, they're fantastically capable players. I think, like I've said many times, it's already over the last few weeks now. I don't think we've quite had the balance right at the side, and that's that's contributed to us struggling both going forwards and and, and defending. But we've got some fabulously talented players, and hopefully, we are just able to find something that works, and we're just able to able to hit that level of intensity and, and, and performance that will pull off a miraculous few results and put us on that forty seven point total. That is gives us a reasonable chance of staying in the league
0: fingers crossed so coming to the the the, my my little final thing i want to talk about uh the uh, apparently very successful and very hilarious race night that the shrimps Trust had on good friday um i know there's a big shout out going out to paul carter for organizing all of that and then uh well, well done to him for that. And uh, some of the uh, some of the race names and some of the women names are quite amusing as well. But uh, a raging success, I gather.
1: Yeah, no, it sounds like it's gone really, really well. I, I wanted to be able to go over, but unfortunately, I just wasn't able to quite uh, sort the of time. wasn't able to sort the time off work to be able to be at the Plymouth game or, or go to the race. But yeah, it does look like it was a a good success. You know, a good success. A lot like you say, lots of funny names in the horses, which are dutifully shared out on Facebook by Paul. <laughs> which was good to see, uh, and yeah, and uh, yeah. Hope everybody who turns up had a really good night because, from all, by all counts, it sounds like it was it was really successful.
0: Yeah, and long may that continue. Um, and like I say, um, the trust themselves came out with the uh, uh, the trusty statement in the Lancaster Guardian uh, this week, just about the uh, the situation going on, commenting on what was going on behind the scenes. Um, which I know a lot of people were happy to see that finally come out, and it, it was an important thing to do, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it's something that uh, the, the the people at the Guardian the visiting they got in touch about and said it'd be good to have something like that, and it it felt it felt like a good thing to do, and 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 writing it, out, it felt like I think you know with the ownership situation, we we've, we've got to be realistic if. If South Capital are able to show the proof that the EFL need, fantastic. It, it, it's disappointing that it, it hasn't happened sooner. Than, but if they are able to show it to them, then, then great, and improve that they, you know, they have these ones that they, they've said. At the same time, if the the longer it got, it, need, it needs resolving really before the end of the season, so Derek and Greg can appropriately plan towards next season, and if that's not looking like happening, then. I, I, you know, you'd think surely other other all, all offers need to be considered and, and looked at because the sale does need finishing, and it's a bit of a moot point if it if it can't get past the EFL test. So, well, whatever the conclusion, it, it need, Hopefully, it's a positive one. It needs resolving soon. So, you know, like I said, Derek and Greg can focus on what's coming up for next season, whatever league we may be in. Oh, crazy You're on mute.
0: Sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I pressed that's the staying in. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, me on mute. mute. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's about all we've uh, all we've got to chat about. Uh, like I say, we're walking this tightrope for the last four games. Um, we've got sort of three weeks, three three weeks of finger biting, and looking at. Uh, obviously, no matter what we're doing on the pitch, there'll be people. Uh, keeping all your mates informed, we're like, oh, Oxford are losing. Oh, Accrington are winning. Oh, Cambridge are like, oh god, um, it is going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be nail biting. But that's football, isn't it? It's, uh, it's, it's why we're all fans. It's why we're all here. It's why, it's why you get hooked in and uh, and it becomes part of your life because you just stood with your mates or sat with your mates on a Saturday going, well, you know, the, the it's there's so much that could happen. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about next week from the Wicking game, hopefully.
1: Yeah, hopefully it's a win. Hopefully it's a, a horrible win that's given us hope. So we get oh, all over yeah, excited for the next few weeks and then get our hearts crushed at Exeter or something after waking uh, up at like four in the morning to go down there. Have you been you know? reading Jackie Collins novels? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's quite is it? but. So let's get a wheel on Saturday. Let's make it dramatic for the last few weeks. Yeah. Let's have a bit of excitement. Come yeah. on. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, I like your positivity. Yeah. Let's, you know, it, it, the Accrington and Cambridge and Oxford and, and everybody else's podcasts are like, well, you know, Morecambe look like they're already down. Ha <laughs> We'll yeah, prove let's, you.
1: Look. Let's put up a fight. I we'll, want to get I want to get emotionally hurt and damaged. Come on, let's do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want we, we need to be coming back. You know, we need to be driving down to Exeter full of hope. And then hopefully coming home not in tears. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, this has been shrimp trust uh, the shrimp net number thirty-four of the season. So by my uh, by my calculations, we've probably got maybe uh, three three more to do, and then maybe just one at the end of the season when we can finally say yes, we're in this league. No, we're not in this league. No, we don't know who the owners are. No, we don't know who the manager is. No, we don't know who he's you watch we'll be we'll be we'll be reconvening in uh in july when the fixtures come out saying who's the manager don't know who owns it don't know what division are we in ah we do know that <laughs> that could be the only thing that's been that's been changed then but we'll see so thanks for listening um join us next week when we may well have some other guests on uh depending on the uh you know what's going on and off the field but is to uh here's to uh I'd, I'd take a scabby one nil against Wickham Joel, would you? 4-0. We need the momentum. Oh. <laughs> you don't You do not do predictions, but if Carlsberg did them. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd drunk a few Carlsberg maybe, then that. I... <laughs> yeah, possibly. Right, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you at the game on Saturday. You're at the game on Saturday? I shall be, yeah. probably good. It's the uh, former Players Association second dinner. Uh, and uh, we've got uh, a lot of uh, a lot of legends turning up on Saturday, so uh, that'll be nice to see them. They'll be on the paraded on the pitch about half past two again as usual, so that's nice. So we we hope they uh, they bring us some good luck. But join us next week when we'll uh, we shall pick apart the Wickham game and then look forward to the surprising away win at the Valley again. Hey. Hey. See you. <laughs>